Thank you for listening to Sports Unfolded here on Anchor. We want to thank Anchor for everything they've done. It is easy to use, so I suggest everybody get out there and make a podcast, put it on Anchor, and show it to the world. So once again, thank you for watching Sports Unfolded on Anchor. Thank you very much. Hope to hear from you soon. Hey, welcome to Sports Unfolded, episode 16. 16 in the books now. We're four months running, baby. So that's always a good sign. We got a lot lot to cover today. Really good show. Um, Really looking forward to uh, what we got to cover today. So we'll start off with our leadoff story. And our leadoff story is uh, about the Boston Celtics. So Boston Celtics had a number of changes after their first round loss to the Brooklyn Nets. Danny Ainge has retired as the president of basketball operations. Brad Stevens will now assume that role, leaving the uh, sidelines. Uh, what are retired. you retired? Retired. His ass was fired. Yeah, it was going to be. I think. I think that yeah. the, the team had had enough of uh, just not so doing the fans. Well. <laughs> so uh, a couple of names that have been mentioned, and I'll I'll throw them out there, and you let me know what you think. Uh, so far, uh, Jason Kidd, who's uh, Lakers assistant coach right now. Eh. Huh? Chauncey eh. Bellops. That's intriguing, actually. So he just recently got into coaching. He's with the Clippers now, currently. Sam Casella, who formerly played uh, on those championship yep. teams. Uh, he's a Philly assistant. Uh, his name has been rumored. I, I think that's a really good one. I like that one better than the other two. Uh, Kara Lawson. She's a Duke women's basketball coach. She was actually a coach with the Celtics under Brad Stevens. Yes, I remember. So that's another name that uh, has been thrown out there. Lloyd Pierce, the former Atlanta head coach. I don't even understand why this name's coming up because he was atrocious. You can see the difference with Nate McMillan in Atlanta. Um, So to bring him aboard, I I would be surprised. But uh, Brooklyn assistant, uh, Aimee Udike, he's an assistant coach there. Um, so again, you think you about what they have in going to be. Hold on. I got one more name for you. Oh, one more. doesn't matter. Becky Hammond. Oh, yeah. San Antonio's assistant coach. Yeah. But I mean, like. Popovich. I, I get it. About that you know, the Celtics are going to go female. You know, they're going to, right? Really? Okay. Oh yeah. They're going female just because it'll sell tickets. All right. So who are they getting? But I think it's going to be Kara. Kara Lawson? Yeah. Because, think- well, first of all, San Antonio hasn't been good in a little while. So, you know, I, I kind of, I'm kind of skeptical on it being her. Um, so I lean towards Kara and, and Sam Cassell. Yeah, I, I like I the Sam towards. Cassell move. I think Sam would be a great fit. Um, he's a little bit fiery, something different than what we've seen with, uh, Brad Stevens. Right. Um, but I like the Carol Lawson's. I, I like the Becky Hammonds one. I just think maybe a different system. You think about, uh, X's and O's under Popovich. She's right. got to have some, uh, you know, some kind of savvy when it comes to that. I just don't know about the toughness part. Um, I'm sure, I mean, she was a former player as well. Um, so right. she, I'm sure she understands some of that piece. So that'd be interesting. Um, Brad Stevens went 354, 282, so 55, almost 56% winning percentage in eight seasons. Yeah. Lost lost in the first round three times, yep. lost once in the conference semifinals, and lost yep. three times in the conference finals. Yep. So when you look at his overall coaching career with the Boston Celtics, how would you rate it? It looks all shiny and happy, right? It like, looks, oh, wow, this guy was good. It's good numbers. But he didn't. He didn't get them to where they needed to be. Like this team underachieved in all this time. It underachieved. So I don't care what anybody says. It underachieved. So I would say this though: if you look at the uh, comments that a lot of the players have been making, and even coaches and teams about the bubble and what happened in the bubble, I I don't know if that that bubble hurt them. And I think once they got out of the bubble. He, obviously, Brad Stevens wasn't the same, but you could also tell the players weren't the same. And you saw it with a couple of organizations. So the Miami Heat and the L.A. Lakers, both who were the you know conference final champs last season, both got eliminated in the first round. 
So yeah, but to be honest, Miami should not have been in that championship. I, agreed. <laughs> they shouldn't have. Agreed. Boston should have won that series, and, and yes. Boston should have been in, in the championship. So right. So right. Uh, you know, at least we can't blame Ainge anymore for any of the. Uh, so what do you think about Stevens as an executive? Do you think his his lack of experience as an executive may hurt, or do you think it could help because he's currently he knows current players? I don't know. He, I mean, he comes off like he's the brainy type and that he'll pick up, you know, the day-to-day, you know, moves as far as what a GM does pretty easily. The question is whether he can basically spot the talent for the team and put together a team. Like anybody can put a team together and be under the salary cap and blah, blah, blah. But can you get the right players? And that seems to be the problem. Yeah. So, I, I mean, again, if you think about from a standpoint of we always questioned his toughness, we questioned uh, his ability to motivate. At least he's out of that role now. So, I mean, it can't hurt. Let's see what he can do. Uh, yeah. Let's go on. To, let's cover some more NBA. Um, let's look at some of these second round matchups. So, uh, Philly versus Atlanta. Well, you know, Atlanta surprised me. To be honest with you, with they the surprised ease, me. The I didn't think they got by the Knicks. Yeah, the ease they got through it too. It wasn't even like it was difficult. No, no, it wasn't, and that's kind of sad to be honest with you. Um, but this is where they. This is where it's over. Like, I mean, the talent, <laughs> you know, just isn't there. But I, so Trey <laughs> Young took that next step as a superstar. So you can see that just based off of what he did in New York. But right. you also got to look at the Joel, Joel Embiid injury and how crucial that could be because that Capella on, on Atlanta is a, a big man who has some strength. He's a big-time rebounder. That could hurt Philly. I still think they get by him, but I think this series is going to be a lot closer just based on that. Yeah, well, with an injury, I mean, you don't even know, like, what happens day, game to game either. So – if Philly does lose another player, <coughs> they're they are not going to get by Atlanta, which would be shocking. Yeah, and the key the key is going to be Ben Simmons. Can he? You know, we know he can't shoot, but can he distribute? Can he be that that all around player for them? Um, and Dan, I do agree. The Knicks are hopeless. Uh, they did not show up in the playoffs at all. It was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, so, that was pretty bad. How about the 3-2 matchup, Milwaukee-Brooklyn? This is going to be a <coughs> dogfight. This is yeah, going to be... I, I agree. I mean, look, you know, I mean, sure, they have the big three, four, five, you know, <laughs> many. <laughs> <sighs> Milwaukee wants this they feel that they blew it last year and i told you when they came in to play miami it wasn't that that wasn't going to be a match and you can see how much they remembered last year they should have won the championship last year this is the team that i thought was going to win and then i thought oh wow the celtics have a nice easy Layup going into the championship then without Milwaukee there. Yeah, that was wrong. (laughs) So I'm looking for this game to go seven. I do ultimately think that Brooklyn will win out. But I would not be surprised if Milwaukee wins this because it's Middleton has been playing great and they've been getting that third guy every game. Yeah, you know that's what they've been needing, and that's what they've been getting from from somebody, you know. And it they've they've managed to do it, and they could pull it out. I don't think they will, but I think it'll go seven. So Dan Dan's got the Bucks in seven. I'm I'm going, I'm going Brooklyn. I still think Brooklyn is is still the best team, and I just I just feel like look, it's going seven. If this doesn't go seven, I'd be disappointed because I want to see this series go seven. Um, I just feel like the matchup is so low. You got Giannis, who's uh, an MVP, and then you got three MVPs on the other side. 
And can that one beat the three? So we'll see. It'll be an, it's going to be a fun series. Yeah. That's going to be a really fun series. Out yep. in the West, Denver, Phoenix. So Phoenix upset the Lakers. If you want to call it an upset, I um, mean technically it's not, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. But again, you called it with Davis getting hurt. There we go again. And that's that's basically what did it. You knock out Davis, eh? you got to get an easy run. Yeah, they and they got nothing. Happened. They got nothing from anybody else. Kuzma, Schrader, yep. Yep. Uh, these guys just they they stunk it up. And um, I, I I like Phoenix. I do. I think uh, Devin Booker showed, proved it. Forty seven points in the last game against the Lakers. He made sure he closed them out. They he wasn't gonna you know let it go another game. Um, yeah. Now this is the favorites now. For, well, the injury to Paul. The, the injury to Paul still. This is an interesting matchup because you got it. You got Jokic versus Aiton. So the two big men. Yeah, obviously yeah. they're two different styles, but does that hurt Jokic? Because now he's got to play some defense against a big man that can actually, you know, do some stuff in the in the paint. So it's going to be interesting to see if that hurts him at all because that might tire him out and he might not be the same player. If Jokic can get away with, you know, not having to defend him, it's going to be interesting. Is that breaking oh, news, yeah. Dan? Dan, the Lakers are looking at Beal. Uh, That'd be an interesting move. I um, hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> what about Utah is going to face the winner of, and we won't know that tonight's game six, Clippers Dallas. But what do you think about Utah right now? Well, they made it. Uh, they had they had the easiest team to play in the West. Like, I mean, when you look at it, they should have won that series. But it wasn't, you know, as easy as, you know, it should have been. Um, I don't know. I think they lose. God. If the Clippers can manage to pull the next two games out, I would say the Clippers. But it's going to be Dallas. That's a little tougher. Luca. But I think I think yeah, I think either one of those teams will beat Utah. Really? I think they will. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So the Utah Jazz didn't impress you at all with based on what they did in the first round. No, not really. I mean they okay. played Memphis. Eh. Okay. All right. I, I I think that it's like you said, it's gonna based off I I think they could beat either team. I think they shoot the ball so well. They're one of the three best three point shooting teams. So we'll have to see. What do you think about tonight's matchup? Clippers, Dallas, so L.A. Will both L.A. teams be out of the playoffs after tonight? Well, if Dallas doesn't win tonight, they're choking. You think they lose they, two straight? If they lose tonight, they lose the series. Okay, so no team's won at home yet, and L.A.'s at home, correct? Correct. So Dallas, all right, Dallas is on watch. So your man Luca, what's he going for tonight? Oh, I, you got to think he's going to put 40 plus. I mean, you would have to. Like, <laughs> Isn't that insane? And you can say it, and, and you know what? It's believable. It yeah, is because he that, can just carry this team. It's that you easy. Know? Dallas has a legitimate star over there. Yeah, you know? not, 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 like the, the not the Cowboys. Not the Cowboys. <laughs> not the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're talking about a basketball star. Good call. Yeah, so, I mean – when he is when he's on, nobody's stopping him. So and we'll know first quarter whether he's on or not. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Tune in tonight and check that out. Yeah, uh, let's uh let's talk some NHL hockey time. Playoff <laughs> hockey time. Playoffs. How, how was that last night, huh? Bruins. Nailbiter. Yeah. Marshawn, great, great goal at the end there in overtime. He's amazing. He's amazing. Right? So Islanders Bruins right now. Bruins are up two one. Um, how do you see this series going? This series is going exactly how I think it's supposed to. Look, the Bruins have played better than the Islanders seventy percent of the time. So that translates to two and one. So That's the only game that it. that the Islanders won it was that overtime game where you know the the bees made a mistake and it ended up costing them right. So, right. uh, realistically, if you look at last night's game, 
And even the, in game one, the stars are definitely playing. Marshawn, uh, Pasternak, Hall, they're all contributing. You can see the energy. Uh, you know, so, I mean, I, I don't think this goes more than six. I hope not. <laughs> for, I hope for your, your want a game for seven. Sanity, for your sanity. <laughs> Though, you know, it's like, like yesterday I was a little frustrated in how some of the players were playing and you, and I had messaged you and like the coil line sucked last night. They sucked. Every time the Islanders put pressure on Boston, it was because that line gave up the puck and then had them hemmed in for all that time. And it just built on that. And there was too many mistakes. And I'm not saying, you know, picking out names, but you, none you of those players that. really played very well. You never do that. <laughs> and I didn't like, I didn't like Corrali and Wagner in that game. Yes, they, they, their lines seem to be doing okay, but I mean, come on, how many times are you going to fan on a shot, miss the net, you know, and, and they're not even close. They're not even close. I think I think they need to get Frederick in there and either Studnika or Kuhlman to to be on the wings with with um Lazar. And just to sit those two guys at least one game, just to say, hey, you know, you guys gotta play better. Lazar has been fantastic, but so we're, yes, so been many so, mistakes. So six Six. It's going six. Bees. That's that's. I believe that's what I said before. Okay. All right. What about uh, Carolina Tampa Bay? This is a really fun series. Whew. Well, they Tampa's they, up two one. Yeah. But every game yeah. has been decided by one goal. I know, and Carolina <laughs> now has uh, their goaltending situation. I guess a little better now. You know, uh, he played fantastic last night. And I think they can come back. If they can win this, you know, game four and tie up the series, I think Carolina can can then possibly win this series. But, of course, if Tampa Bay wins game four, it's pretty much over. And I think we both picked Tampa. So, I, I mean, I can yeah. I don't see Tampa. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. But Tampa it's a fun wins. series. This this I think this series might go seven. They're just so – they look so close. I hope um, it does. So, it, it should be a fun one. <laughs> Colorado, Las Vegas. As are up two nothing. Um, the second game went Series to overtime, but uh, the, yeah, right. As just looks so strong. The Colorado As. I told you this is the team. This is the only team that really scares me because it's so complete. They have so much speed. They have so much skill. I, I don't know if they're going to lose a game. At least until the Stanley Cup. Oh, that'd be that'd be pretty interesting. And then it, obviously, it, and, and if you want to explain to the fans out there, the reseeding it goes by seeds after this round, right? Where so it's it's not yeah. So they get up. shuffled up one to four again. Um, but I think it's, it's already been break. decided because of Montreal, Winnipeg. Gotcha. Because so it was based Colorado off is season, the number right? one seed. Montreal yeah. or Winnipeg will be the fourth seed. So it's already, already um, decided because gotcha. that would leave, you know, either Boston Islanders going up against Tampa, Carolina, because they're they're square. All of those are in the middle of those two other teams in the gotcha. other division. Gotcha. Speaking of Winnipeg and Montreal, uh, Montreal's oh. up one nothing. Um, we already know about the upset over Toronto, right? Which that that. Yep. That was another upset alert. That uh, how bad is Toronto? I mean, seriously, that 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 team is just inept. They're inept. I love they it. choke every year. They haven't won a playoff series since two thousand four. It's not that long. And they've been in it. What's seven, what, seventeen years? <laughs> hey, you can't hurt them for trying, right? Yeah. Participation award. Maybe. Uh. They just—I don't—I don't understand that much talent, and you just squander it every year, every year. So I posted earlier on uh, on uh, Sports Unfolded on Facebook about the uh, Scheifel. Uh, he's got, got a four-game suspension. 
um, from the NHL for oh, Shifley, a, a, yeah, Shifley um, for that hit um, at the end of the game there. So I know you're fired up about it, and you wanted to make sure that we had a conversation. So, Ron, the floor is yours, my friend. Okay. First of all, let me tell you how much I hate Montreal. Uh, you said that already. I yeah. as making them the, the yeah. number one team rivalry against Boston yeah. because you hate them. I yes. Look, he absolutely deserved to get suspended, and I said five that he would get. He only get he got four. Um. He that was just dirty. It was dirty, and it was sour grapes, because he's not a bad player. He's not a dirty player. He just had that opportunity to lay him out and make a statement, and it was the wrong statement to make. I, I, I mean, you can't you can't hit him like that. There, you can't. He didn't even try for the puck, and that so, is the whole point of that 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 suspension is because you have to make a play not just destroy the guy and that's what he did he went in there and destroyed him so do you not do you not look at it as possibly the team itself trying to send a message basically to oh, montreal to say like look we're gonna hurt you oh, if we have to that's what he that's what his that's what he was thinking he was thinking he's gonna send a message to this guy but how but do the Canadians respond to this <laughs> you can't send a message like that there not in that spot how do they you respond to it? The first, the first fifty nine minutes of the game. <laughs> so what? What does Montreal do to respond? What? How do you feel this is gonna? Um, is there a Montreal, retaliation, or look, is it just based on they're gonna just try to come out, go out there and beat them again? If Montreal is smart, they won't change a thing. Just come out and play because they're gonna they're be showing. They're missing one of their best players now for the next four games, which. Could be enough. And they're already hurting in, you know, at the center position. Now it's up to Blake Wheeler. Like, Blake Wheeler has to have the series of his life. And they're, they're hurting on defense. It, this team is hurting now. And they're, they're taking one of their best players out of the series. You know, this is this is probably like taking out Krejci. That's what uh, it's like. Don't jinx it. You shouldn't even said it. Oh boy! Uh, once again, but, if you, if, <laughs> but if I think, look, Winnipeg still has enough to beat this team, but they might be so mentally out of it now because of that yeah. hit. That's what I was that, thinking. That's what I'm thinking. That I think Montreal. It could be roll. reversed. It might work work in reverse. Once again, yeah. if you're joining us, we're on Rhode Island Broadcasting. We're on every Friday night at six p.m. On Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. If you want to follow us on social media, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Unfolded. On Twitter at Broadcasting RI. On Instagram at Sports underscore Unfolded. And follow us uh, if you want to just listen to us. Podcasts on Spotify, Anchor, and Google. So we have a lot of outlets out there. A lot of ways to reach us. A lot of ways to get in touch, to follow. So uh, anything you can do. Um, we appreciate it. Uh, we're going to go to uh, our new show and do an interview uh, with our hosts of the Wrestling Den, Rick and Kenny. We're going to get Rick and Kenny on the line, and we're going to interview them as Kenny outside in the, the beautiful – yeah, hopefully you don't get no lightning or thunder out there. <laughs> and Slick Rick the Ruler, we can't hear you, Slick Rick. Need some audio. Slick Rick. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Ricky. What do we got going on? No. I don't know. Nice. Can't hear you, bro. Come on, Ricky. Uh-oh. Some audio uh -oh. issues. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Slick Rick. What are we doing, brother? We good? We good? There we are. We can hear uh, you. We can hear you. We got voice. What are you doing outside? How crazy is that? My man's doing an out outdoor match. This is like yeah, yeah Kenny's either. like always somewhere. Got the basketball <laughs> hoop in the background. He's just hooping it up. He's in, he's in his car. He's outside. He's playing basketball. Like he's ready you to never go. Never know where he's gonna be. Kenny D man. He gets all the fun. Is that what it is? <laughs> so uh, so gentlemen, first off, I want to welcome you to the Sports Unfolded family. Uh, great show last week. 
Um, I just wanted to give uh, our fans an opportunity to know what your show is about and what you got um, going on in the future. So uh, first question I'd have to either one of you is uh, what, do you, what, how, what got you into wrestling? What made you, uh, you know, start to enjoy that sport? Ken, take it away. Uh, I've been watching it for years. You know, as a little kid growing up in the city of Boston, I'd go to the Boston Garden. You know, I'd go to Worcester. You know, I mean, I'd go all over the places just to see wrestling. I was, so, uh, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead, Rick. All right. All right. So I actually was like six years old when I got into it, like 1996. We got into WCW. Uh, Hollywood Hulk Hogan himself. I believe uh, when Muppets from Space came out is actually when I got more into wrestling. And then I switched over to WWF after the invasion and watched all my boys, unfortunately, job out, which is a term for losing because WWF wanted to look strong. But, uh, yeah, I got into it that way. And I actually was a professional wrestler at the age of 18. That was my follow-up question because that's my next question was, uh, do you have any wrestling experience? So, Rick – Rick's been in the ring. Kenny, have you been in the ring? Uh, never. No, 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 never. Would, no. You ever think about it? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I just, I just, <laughs> I just want to say real quick, shout out to Heather who's in the chat right now. Thank you for coming. And thank you guys for having us, by the way, I didn't get to say thank you when you introduced me last time. So this time I'm formally thanking you, Eric. Yes. yes. And Ron yes. for having, yes. having us on the show. Yes, wonderful so far. Yes, thank you. Um, what what are some of who are some of the wrestlers that you you guys enjoy uh, like? Is it uh, former current wrestlers that you particularly like to watch more than others? I really I really like the Miz. You know, I love John Cena. Um, Ric Flair is one of my all time favorites. As an oldie but goodie. Woo! There we are. 16-time WCW champion right there. Oh, look at him. Yes, yes. He's breaking out the belt. (laughs) You know, until we get a sports unfolded belt, this is just going to have to be a placeholder. That's it, baby. (laughs) I love you too, Heather. So, um, my, you know, I got Shawn Michaels as a personal favorite, but like I said uh, on on the first episode, Stone Cold Steve Austin is is like number one old school guy for me. Um, You know, you got Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, The Rock, uh, not Dwayne Johnson, not the actor. Just the rock himself. The rock. Okay. And Hollywood rock. Gotcha. And 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 then you got guys like um, so I, I'm a preference to like TNA guys that were like 2007, 2009, like Alex Shelley and Chris Saban, Christopher Daniels, AJ Styles. Like those are all new guys. Chris uh pretty much you got Daniel Bryan, who's in the WWE, CM Punk, guys like that, all coming from Ring of Honor 2007. So I'm like, I'm into those guys. Like that's my <laughs> thing. So so on this show. Uh, can we expect Rick to break out a few bears and just like you know chugging them down? Is that is that what we're looking for? Is that going to be one of your your gimmicks? I mean, it, it could be something along those lines. Maybe yeah. it might you know end up being like two vanilla Pepsi's instead or what uh, have you know. Just it is a kid friendly show. Good call. <laughs> I mean, I could always have like a non alcoholic bushes or like a uh, like sparkling cider, whatever you, you want, go. dude. All right, sounds like a win. Uh, what can the fans expect from your show, The Wrestling Den? Talk about wrestling, ping pong maybe. News. Ping pong, a little ping pong. Little news, ping pong news, action. news. All news, current stuff, old stuff, a uh, little bit of everything. Or are we we covering a particular uh, organization, or is it all, everything's up for grabs? Everything for grabs. Uh, whether past or present, I would like to have things such as um, the backstage politics, just essentially. Um, having a mind for the business and things like that. So like basically what Vince was up to in the nineties, uh, all the way to what's going on now with AEW and like Cody Rhodes and guys, you know, and Vince McMahon. So this is one of the things WWE might be up for sale. Yep. Really? Yep. yep. They may, really? they might be up for sale. Brandon, sports how you unfolded, doing? Break, sports unfolded in a wrestling den, breaking some news right now. That's amazing. Yeah. You guys want to find out about that? You know, you can watch us every other Thursday at 7 PM on the sports yeah, unfolded network. That's it's phenomenal. Gentlemen. Phenomenal. So before we before we finish up, gentlemen, first off, I want to thank you for joining again the Sports Unfolded family. You guys have been your first show was amazing. We look forward to seeing uh, more in the future. But who would win a tag team match between Sports Unfolded and the Wrestling Den? Who Who do you think? Sports you got, you get you got Kenny, the man. Okay, the man. I got, got Ron, the Hitman Rigo. That's okay. right. You have no idea what he brings to the table. <laughs> That's right, you don't. 
I, I don't think you guys know what you're in store for with Slick Rick the Ruler. No. I, I, I'm I like think if I'm... you if you mesh George the Animal Steel with <laughs> Brett Hitman Heart, you got me. Oh boy. <laughs> Oh boy! That's what you got. Okay, I see it. I, I will chew on that turnbuckle. <laughs> Ron, I see you, Ron. I've I been mean... in the danger zone. I'm thinking, thinking. You're a little insane, a little crazy. Oh yeah, this list. I am the ultimate warrior at times fifteen. I think you there gentlemen are in trouble. Macho yeah, man, Ricky Savage. So, at some point, gentlemen, we're gonna have to set up this tag team match. And let the fans decide. I think that sounds like a great idea. And we will be there All in right. the square. All we right, gentlemen. There. Appreciate Guys, you having us on the show. Thank you so much for this interview. Guys, I appreciate you joining us tonight. Uh, look forward to seeing you next Thursday at 7 p.m. Uh, on uh, Rhode Island Broadcasting Sports Unfolded. Kenny, you got something to finish this off? Yeah, I got a question for Ron and, and Eric. Okay. So how many, how many flea flickers are the Jaguars going to throw? <laughs> to Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow has a higher, has more receptions than the other four t- tight ends on the team right now. So Tim Tebow yeah. is going to be a threat receiving. It's crazy. <laughs> be ready. Yeah, I, and I think the over under per game that he's going to be throwing the ball is going to be around four or five. Right. <laughs> We're going to have to see each other. We might have to do a crossover someday, Kenny. Have you on Sports Unfolded? Yeah, I like yeah. the sound of that. You got to represent, dude. All right. Gentlemen, once again, thank you. Uh, look forward to seeing your show on Thursday night, 7 p.m. on thank Rhode you. Island Broadcasting, on Sports Unfolded. You guys have a great night, and uh, keep that wrestling talk going. Hey, thank you guys for having us. I right, appreciate you. it, brothers. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. See you soon. Well, that was uh, Rick and Kenny from uh, the Wrestling Den. Our, our new show that uh, is uh, every Thursday night at 7 p.m. So really excited about that show. A lot of good stuff coming out of it. Uh, we already saw some of the fans, Heather, uh, Brandon. So you guys chimed in. Thank you. Uh, support the show. They they love uh, they love the uh, support. It means a lot. Uh, Ron, we're going to talk some uh, NCAA basketball. And uh, since 1980, Coach K has been roaming the sidelines for the Duke Blue Devils. Wow, next has it been season, that long already? Damn. Next season will be his last since he announced his retirement. So um, if you look at his career overall, 1,097 wins, 302 losses, 78%. Interesting thing as I was going through this, do you realize the Celtics tried to recruit him as their head coach at one point in the 90s? Yeah. Think of what would have yeah. happened then. Uh, that might have that might have changed them in the '90s because they were a, a train wreck in the '90s. Yeah. So he's won Pretty five good. NCAA titles or championships, and don't forget three gold medals with the Olympics. Absolutely. So you think about all those players. He was the first one of the first coaches with the dream team. So Michael and Magic Bird, all them guys. Um, the real and, dream team. Yeah, the real the the first original. We'll call them the OGs. Yeah. And then even some of the players. So if you look at some of the current players he has, Kyrie Irving, Zion Williams, Jason Tatum, Brandon Ingram, R.J. Barrett that are in the NBA today, the impact he had on the NBA as well, if all those quality players, um, he's going to be missed in college basketball. But I, I think it's, it's if we look at – think about what happened recently too. Roy Williams retired. A lot of these old-time coaches don't like the one and done. And I think it's easier for them to just get out of coaching than realize that all you can really do now in college basketball is get a player for a year, maybe two, maybe two. So college basketball, NCAA needs to really change this rule if they want to keep quality coaches. Because at the same time, you're not going to keep these guys around if they realize that that their school can't maintain these, these guys. It's about building teams, not about building players. That's the unfortunate thing, though. The reality is most of these players are going to want to play pro after they have, you know, a good year. They're going to want to play pro, and you get a strike while the iron is hot. Unfortunately, that makes college basketball watered down and, you know, not very good for the most part. 
Um, but I think that's but, why too you start you start to see some of these smaller schools that do well in the NCAA tournament because they're around right. for three to four years because they're not getting the exposure like exactly. a Duke, like Kentucky, you know what I mean, North Carolina. These kids are on TV all the time; they're being seen. Right. So, so a lot of C teams like Duke, like how, what's going to happen to them after Coach K is gone? Like, are they going to recruit as much as they they do now? You, I don't know. Like. That is something that remains to be seen. So you're looking at some of these schools that having coaches retire that have been there forever and players go there for that coach, particularly like Coach K and Roy Williams, like you said, and now those coaches aren't there. So now it's a free-for-all, and that's going to create competition sprouting up in different places that we might not have seen. So Coach K is available. I mean, should the Boston Celtics even, you know, kick the tires? Do you think he'd come on? Do you think he'd want to coach in the pro level? God, I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, I, I highly doubt it. I highly he's doubt not it. going to, though. He, he did say, you know, he's, he's been married, I think he said 57 years or something to that effect. And him and his wife, yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's I time. I think he's done. I think it's he's time. done. But great run for Coach K. Phenomenal quote. And you think about a program that really didn't have any controversy, uh, any, you know, you know, any of these, uh, you know, some of these accusations, he, he ran a great program for a long time and that's not easy to do. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, maybe they have morals. That means a lot that you don't get very often. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk uh, some NFL um, and the Julio Jones saga. So Julio, uh, he's still available currently. Um, so we put up a Twitter poll, received 270 votes. Um, but the uh, overall favorite was uh, the New England Patriots at 54.8%. Um, next closest, the Titans at 32%. So do you feel like Julio Jones will be a New England Patriot before the end of uh, the week? I don't know. What what are they going to offer for him? That's the question. So uh, what they what a lot of a lot of what's being uh, spread out there was uh, first round draft pick. Um, I I could see them throwing in Sony Michelle, maybe Jared Stidham, just to give him a a, a backup quarterback. Um, they they're still in the quarterback market. Uh, obviously Matt Ryan's getting up there in age, and maybe they feel a like Stidham can, Stidham can be that guy that is more um, similar to his style. But uh, I, I, I just don't understand uh, if New England doesn't make this move and they allow – like, so the Ravens, the Colts are also being mentioned out there. That clearly puts them ahead of New England if they get Julio Jones. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, do you want to give up a first-round pick next year for Julio Jones? I mean, that is the question, like – you're going to get a wide receiver. Like we've seen so many wide receivers that have come in and couldn't get it done and learn the system, which I find it hard to believe that all these receivers have had problems, but it's just been a revolving door. And personally, I'm not sure I would do the first round pick. Like, yeah, I don't I know think I I, again, I don't. I don't think it's going to be a first round pick. That was what's thrown out there. Second or third round. Atlanta's desperate at this point. They Second, can't. I would sign, do. They can't I would sign, definitely do. They can't sign their rookie draft picks currently because they're so far over the cap. Yeah. They need to make this move. They need to make this move now because they can't get these guys into camp without being signed. So it's going to happen this weekend, most likely. New England has the money, and I just think. Regardless of how we look at it, he's a phenomenal decoy. He's going to draw some attention. If you think about all the pieces that they've got now on offense, it just makes sense for them to do this. It does. It does. But will Bill give up that first-round pick? Because I think ultimately the other teams would. So I think that's what it's going to cost. If if it's a first-round pick. I don't give a, a first-round pick yeah. and Sony Michelle. I don't yeah, do that. It's not, it's not happening if it's a first round pick. Dan Dan believes he's going to San Diego. I find that hard to believe as well. 
Um, he does say he wants to play with a winner. Um, and I don't think San Diego is there yet, especially being in the same division with Kansas City. Uh, just one makes sense. If you want to play, if you want to play for a winner, then you go to New England. So again, I mean, most of the teams that are being discussed are all winning teams. Like there's not a team out there that is not going to pick them up. That's not a contender. Yeah, but you want to win a championship, don't you? He wants to win a right. championship. I right. want to win a championship again. <laughs> so where are you going to go? You go, I go to winner, who the best has coach. been there many times. Yeah, agreed. Ron, what time is it? Pick and roll. Pick and roll, baby. We pick them. Pick and roll. We roll with them. So this one's going to be a little bit different. We already agree that we're probably not even going to be on the same, you know, level on, on what how we rated this. This is hard. Um, this is hard. So. Had, like 20 different scenarios in this already. So basically our pick and roll this week, we're ranking these seven players who are all known by one name. So they're one. if you say this one name, you know who this who we're talking about. So Ali, obviously Muhammad Ali, Jordan, Michael Jordan, Brady, Thomas Brady, Tiger, Tiger Woods. <laughs> I don't even know if Pele has another name. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I don't so, know. <laughs> uh, Gretzky, <coughs> Wayne Gretzky, and the Babe, Babe Ruth. <gasps> All right, so. You went first last week, so I'll go first this week. So this is I, – I, I feel like this is going to be a train wreck, but I'm going to do this. You ready? Yeah, so, I feel it too. So at number seven, I'm going Brady. So seven-time <laughs> Super Bowl champion, three-time MVP, 14-time Pro Bowler. And I was going to say I'm going to sound like a scorn lover, right, because he left New England. I'm upset. <laughs> but this is why. I don't – we never called him – Brady. We call him Tom Brady. He's been Tom Brady since he's been in New England. It's never been just Brady. So I couldn't I couldn't justify just saying, oh, well, we call him Brady. Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. They always say Tom Brady. They never say Brady. So I don't think he was known as a one-name athlete as much I as... I always call him Tom. Some so. of these other guys. So even that, right? Not Brady. Uh, number six, I had uh, Muhammad Ali. So Ali... Um, he went 56 and five, 37 knockouts. He's the only fighter, only boxer. I'm sorry. Three time linear heavyweight champ, hold all three belts and six time fighter of the year with ring magazine, his impact outside of the ring as well. If you think about, so when you say Ali, I mean, it's, it's just, you know, he, his presence in boxing, but I also looked at it this way. There are some other guys that you could say, like we had debated and we took him off the list. Tyson. So in his own sport, there's some heavyweights that you could actually still say are just as big or almost as impactful in, in boxing. From a worldwide standpoint, Ali clearly is, is, is you know, leaps and bounds, but from a, a sports from the sports aspect of it. At number five, at Gretzky. And uh, again, Hall of Famer, four-time Stanley Cup winner, 15-time All-Star. But again, I, I don't I just to me, I don't think in America we've done a good job with highlighting him in the sport of hockey. And when we discussed that uh, our list with Sidney Crosby that time, and all the records that Gretzky holds, you really wouldn't know about it unless you research it or you're you're completely following hockey. Some of these other guys you're going to know just based off of other things, advertising and, and shoes and whatever it is. They never did enough with Gretzky in my eyes to make him that one-name athlete. At number four, I had Pele. And I looked at this stat, 666 games, he had 646 goals. He basically scored a goal a game. That's pretty impressive. Three World Cups. If I say soccer to anybody and I don't know soccer that well, one of the first names that usually pops up is Pele. If you're playing soccer, kicking the, kicking the ball around, you just say, oh, Pele, because it's just so common. At number three, I had the Babe, so Babe Ruth. Again, Hall of Fame, a seven-time World, World Series champ, 714 home runs. Uh, another one that had a movie about him. You think about all the historical stories that we've heard about him and what he used to do in the dugout and the curse of the Bambino, the curse of the Babe with the Red Sox, uh, took on a life of its own. Um, so the impact he had on baseball, 
for 86 years um, was pretty impressive. At number two, I had Tiger, 15-time majors champion. Uh, he's tied for the all-time wins in PGA history with 82. But he changed the world of golf. And golf didn't become interesting till you heard the name Tiger. Tiger made golf what it is today. You can you could still see it even when he's not in tournaments. People miss Tiger. So Tiger, um, to me, he, he had such an impact. And at number one, I had Jordan. So not just to mention what he did on the basketball court, but you think about the crossovers that he had with the commercials, the shoes, the the, the wardrobes. Nike still to this day and even um, Gatorade are still putting him on commercials. He hasn't played since 2003. And he's still, 18 years later, still an impact and an idol in the basketball world like no other. And everybody debates who's the greatest basketball player in the world all time. His name is always there. It's never going to be anybody but Jordan. Are they as good as Jordan? Or are they better than Jordan? That's all it is. So he impacted that sport and created that, that legacy like no other in my eyes. So Jordan was my number one. You're up, my so, friend. So, so what is the what is the purpose of this? Who he felt was the biggest one name athlete of all time. The biggest one, okay. The biggest, biggest name. So, if you okay. say that name, if you were in Japan right now and you say that person's name, or you were in uh, somewhere in Africa, somewhere in, in Mexico, and you could say this name. They would know exactly who you're talking about. Just by I was saying. thinking. I was thinking best player. Oh, so my jumbled that. mess is still a jumbled oh. mess. <laughs> well, we'll go with your jumbled mess as the best player of all time, then, or best athlete. Okay, so number seven, I have Pele, and I was thinking he was going to be a lot higher until I started digging, and to be honest. They don't even know how many goals he has. Yeah. <laughs> because I've seen like four different, you know, stats, and they're all different. They range from 600 and something to 12 something. So, with that, all those players that are jumbled into that mess, I cannot for certain say he is the best player that's ever played in soccer. So, therefore, I put him seventh. And in my mind, though, he is the best soccer player. Okay. Number six, I went with Muhammad Ali. Ali, to me, is the best boxer of all time. He's certainly known everywhere. And very outspoken, did his whole thing, and knocked a whole bunch of people out. You gave those numbers. Um, but, again, there's still a question, who is better in that sport? There's, there's some names that have come up that, you know, like Mike Tyson was one of them. Uh, Rocky Monsiano, you know. Frank I think Mayweather. it's Ali. Mayweather. Are we talking Mayweather, just Mayweather, like right. That was right. who I was comparing him to, to be honest with you. And um, so I put him in the number five slot. Here is where it got interesting. I went. Oh, wait, no, that was a number six slot. Sorry. Yeah. No, <laughs> number number uh, yeah, I... five is Babe Ruth. The Bambino. Right. And yes, there is the whole history, the curse of the Bambino. Um, but I don't think he's the best player of all time. It's arguably people are going to say that. And I thought his pitching numbers were going to be better than 65 career wins. But back then they didn't play, you know, nearly as many games in a season, but still, I don't know if he would have held up on the mound if he was doing what they did today. And I still have Hank Aaron and Willie Mays ahead of him in my eyes. So, therefore, that's where he went at number five. Still an unbelievable player. 
Oh, number four. This one, this one was tough. It was tough. I have Tiger Woods. Um, I I don't like where this list is going. Yeah, you don't. I know you don't. <laughs> I know exactly where you're going. Number four, you know, was Tiger. Um, I mean, look, I think he's the best golfer of all time. I mean, there's no there's no decision in that. Like that to me is already made. Imagine if he didn't have all these injuries. Yeah. So think about this though. So what I was just talking about is what about Jack? And I didn't even think about that. So the man he's chasing. So you yeah, but I, Jack Nicholson. By the eyeball but, test, he's better than yeah, Jack. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think there's a doubt. You know, you look at those numbers. I mean, what, 82 wins? Yeah. <laughs> he's tied for first right now. He might not get that 83rd. I, I, I kind of hope he does, but, you know, he might not. And the majors, 15. I mean, come on. That's ridiculous. Um, and he's got better competition now than what Jack ever had. That's just the way it is. Uh, where did I leave off? Number four, right? Yeah, yeah number three. So number three, I have Tom Brady. I mean, who, who's going to, what, 10 Super Bowls? I mean, come on. Like, really? But like, you just nobody. But you just said it. Tom Brady. Right. Tom. <laughs> so. I don't care. Everybody knows him by Brady. One name. One name. Brady. There okay. we go. All right. Yeah, but, you know, if he's on this list, then he's fair game, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, like, look, the Super Bowls. That's all you have to say. It doesn't even matter if he has the highest stats in passing yards or anything like that. Like, nobody's been to that many Super Bowls, and we might not ever see that again. And nobody's won his Although we might see him in the Super Bowl another time. <laughs> Please don't. Please. So that was number three. Number two, I have I – mean, come on. Jordan's number two. What? He's, he's still the best basketball <laughs> player kidding, ever. Right? That, 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 that. Still the best basketball player. He's only fifth in all-time points leader. Fifth. Yep. He should not have retired to go play baseball, the dumbass. <laughs> it hurt him. But, like, everybody knows who he is. Everybody knows who he is. Like, he's Jordan. Like, everybody said, like, oh, well, LeBron's bad. No. No, he's not. Kobe, no. No. They're all good. Magic, no. They're all good. They are not Jordan. Number one, you guy. might have expected it. The hockey guy. But I actually wasn't going to put him there at first. First, I thought it was going to be Jordan, but there's Wayne Gretzky. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, just just Please. look, just this one, this one stat. Okay. 2,857 points. Mm -hmm. You know what number two is in history? Yarami Yager, 1,921. He's almost 1,000 points better than the number two point getter in history. I agree. I, I'm I mean, not saying you're wrong. That's insane. It's literally insane to even think of that. He is the greatest hockey player ever. It's not even a question. It, but the NHL didn't do a good enough job to promote it. Right, I think and I went with best player. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Not. Yeah. So you know the biggest again, biggest name is obviously Jordan. Yeah. And then I would go with Ali second, to be honest with you. Yeah. Biggest name. Yeah. Yeah. Now again, pick and roll. Again, we both look at it. And we've said it in the past. We look at it differently sometimes, and I think we we probably even looked at how the topic was a, a little different. But uh, Dan Paylight, he said number one, no question. Uh, so and again, I probably would have had him at number three. <laughs> there, there's no wrong answer. Um, no, there isn't. Once again, if you're joining us, uh, we are live on Rhode Island Broadcasting. We're on every Friday night at 6 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, follow us on social media at Sports Unfolded and at Broadcasting RI. Instagram, Sports underscore Unfolded, and podcasts on Spotify, Anchor, and Google. It's time for Face Off, my friend. 
And this is a this is an interesting one. So Patrick Mahomes recently stated that he wants to go twenty and zero. So will the Chiefs go twenty and zero this season? One of us has to say yes and be for it, and one of us has to say no and be against it. Dan, if you're on and you want to tell us who is for and who is against, so who is voting for the Chiefs to go twenty and zero? Dan, if you're out there and you want to cast your vote. Or anyone else that's out there watching us live right now, cast your vote. Otherwise, I uh, you went first last week. You get to pick. Come on, Ron. Dan. Ron, I think it might be you, buddy. Let's pick it. Um. Oh God. I don't know. Do whatever one you want. I'll be you against. Go first. <laughs> I'm you pick one. I'll go against. All You're right. gonna go against? Yeah, there's no way they're doing it. Ready? And, <laughs> and go. Okay. The only question I have is, who are they playing? Are they playing? What top teams are they playing this year? It doesn't matter. There's no way you go sick. You the Patriots couldn't Who's do gonna it. Who's going to beat them? Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. They could go 19 and one. They're not going. They're not going 20 and 0. They have a shot at this. They've got all the tools now. They, they beefed up that line. He's not going to get hit. He's not going to get touched. So, therefore, if you don't get touched, if he doesn't get pressure on him, he's not losing. He's not going to lose. They almost, <laughs> I don't they, even know who could beat him right now. Who did they almost lose to in the, uh, in the playoffs, the divisional playoffs? Cleveland. Why? Because of an injury. So, guess what? You're going to tell me they could go 20-0. None of their key guys are going to get hurt. None of their key guys are going to go down. And they're basically going to be perfect the entire year because nobody gets hurt in the NFL. I think they can do it. With that line, that's that line time. is good. That's time. Do we go two minutes? Because we kind of just went back and forth there. Or you want to call it? That's okay. Go ahead. Give me no, your that's... argument, then I'll rebut. Oh, we'll rebut at the same time. How's that? Go ahead. So recently on ESPN, Teddy Bruschi was on and he stated how much pressure they were under as a team when they got to that point. So from a standpoint of it's fun and dandy when you're saying it now and there hasn't been a game played. But until you get on the field and you actually start to play games where now they matter and things are close and one fumble, one injury, one bad pass, one missed tackle can be the difference. Everything is amplified, and I just feel like once you get to a point, I'm a Patriot fan, and when they were going undefeated in that 16-0 and season, I wanted them to sit the last game of the season and get a loss out of the way because I knew going into those playoffs, the only person or the only team that really had anything to lose were the New England Patriots. All these other teams wanted to beat them because they wanted to prove they could beat the undefeated team. It's too much pressure. It's never going to happen. And if they're smart, they wouldn't say it ever again. Done. Yeah. <laughs> I have a no-win situation there. Yeah, it's, it's not going to happen. Because I'm looking at it this way. He stayed pretty healthy throughout his whole career so far, right? Yeah, he's had some injuries here and there. He had an injury in the Super Bowl. He had an injury in that Cleveland game. So, again, it can happen. Yeah, but it didn't really keep him out. The Cleveland game, it took him out. Well, he left the game. Yeah, he was concussed. Yeah. He didn't so. know where the hell he was. <laughs> look, look, I'm not even sure they're going to come out of the, the West AFC. Altogether. No, I don't think they, I don't think they're coming out. Yeah. There's a team, there's a team right, right on my side there. Whatever. So there you go. That could impact that. I hope, especially if they get Julio Jones. Remember look, that. Cleveland. Cleveland. I like. There's a lot of good teams. Patriots. I think both teams can knock them off. Baltimore could possibly do it, depending on if they pick up anybody to help along the way. Uh, There's no way they can go undefeated. There's no way. Uh, Let's go to our predictions. Predictions. Uh, So I am. uh, I won last week two and zero again. Another clean sweep. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, Game. Game four. The uh, on six on. June 5th, uh, Brewers at Islanders, game four. That's tomorrow. 
That is. I'm taking the Bruins. I, I think the Bruins know that they didn't even play a, a great game, and they they got lucky. That's what that's what Cassidy's going to tell them. It's like you guys got lucky. You won. And that's going to be the fuel for the fire for tomorrow. They're going to come out and they're going to get better in this series. And they're going to go up three to one and game set match. I'm going Islanders. Last two games have been very close. Yep. And I feel like they know they're on the brink if they lose tomorrow night that the series is probably Such over. Such a good team. Look, so like the winner of this series goes to the, uh, the Stanley Cup, to me, in, in my opinion. All right. Also on June fifth, uh, game one of the Bucks at Nets. This is so difficult. This is so difficult. But I'm going to go Nets game one. It's so Nets. hard. Nets because I really want Milwaukee yeah. to win this. Yeah. Nets at home though, and I think uh, again, it, it's it's going to be a feel out game. But they just have a lot more talent. Uh, right now to, to go overcome that game one. When does Harden explode? Uh, he did against Boston. Triple-double. Well, everybody did. Last game, so. <laughs> I mean in a real series. <laughs> this this could be the one. He's, he yeah. could be the factor. So um, on uh, June 6th, uh, so this weekend starting tonight, actually, right? The Red Sox-Yankees. That yeah. rivalry continues. Uh, Sunday Night Baseball. Red Sox at Yankees. I don't, I, you know, I didn't even research who's starting. Um, but the Yankees are playing well. Um, I'm, I'm going to go Yankees. I'm Red going Sox Red Sox. Playing well. I'm going Red Sox and because of the opposite, the, 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 the Yankees have played horrible the last week. They lost three straight to Detroit, two out of three to Tampa Bay. Oh, really? Yeah. They, yeah they I, well. With all this hockey and basketball, I haven't been That's paying attention lot. to baseball. So tough. So uh, that was our predictions. Uh, if you're joining us uh, and you enjoy the show next week, we're going to talk, obviously, more. Okay. One thing. Sure. I cannot believe I just picked the Yankees over the Red Sox. That is insane. That's And I picked the Red I Sox. Can I change my mind? And I picked the Red Sox. <laughs> we have yes. complete opposites on this. That never happens. <laughs> oh, even, my God. What is wrong with me? Even if we didn't think it, we would say it the other way just because we didn't want to say we wanted the other team to win. And we both did it. Uh, if you're joining us uh, and you enjoyed the show next week, we're going to have more NHL, NBA playoff talk. Uh, MLB surprises so far for the season, like which teams, which players that we're most surprised uh, about so far. A new segment, we're going to call it the triple play. Uh, so we'll break that out next week. And then our pick and roll, we're going to bring a little Haven shine, little crossover, our top five baseball movies of all time. So a little sports but a little Haven Shine uh, movie review. So kind of excited about that. I hope you have the game that I want in there. We'll see. We'll talk. We'll talk. So uh, once again, if you join us, we're always on Rhode Island Broadcasting every Friday night at 6 p.m. on Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. Join us on social media on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Unfolded and at Broadcasting RI. Instagram at Sports underscore Unfolded. And then on podcasts on Spotify, Anchored, and Google. If you haven't watched our show before, uh, how we finish our show off is our final thought. And our final thought is based on anything that's going on recently. It could be sports or non-sports related. Um, you went first last week, Ron, so I'll go first this week. And my final thought is on uh, Naomi Osaka, who um, basically had some um, issues with the uh, French Open, decided to step away. Um, mental health is a, a legitimate injury. Um, it's not a physical one, but it's not something that you can see. I'm proud of her for at least admitting why she did it and why she had to walk away. Uh, it wasn't probably easy for her to do on an easy decision, but if you're not mentally there, um, you're only causing yourself more harm. Um, people need to get help. Um, obviously she's trying to get that help now for herself. And I'm just proud that, um, she was able to admit it, and hopefully this brings light to some of that because athletes are human beings as well, and they have legitimate issues and problems that we all suffer and go through. So Naomi Osaka, 
uh, good luck. Uh, hopefully, um, again, your mental health and your stability um, are something you're working on and are able to get it to where you need to be so you can continue your tennis career. Um, Ron? Very well said. You took the words out of my mouth because um, I was going to do it about her. But I do have a solid plan B. Um, and it isn't the thought of Boston versus Montreal in the Stanley Cup <laughs> because that would be that would be the ultimate. Thanks. Although that would mean I'd have to be rooting for Montreal, which I cannot do. Um, but mine goes out to Ellers from Winnipeg. Throughout, you know, after that hit, there was a big scrum, and everybody wanted a piece of Shifley. And Ellers, or Ehlers, however you pronounce his name, he went and protected the op the opposing player so people wouldn't, like, basically land on him. And he kind of protected and shielded, shielded him from the other players that were all trying to get at Shifley and, you know, and protect Shifley. There was a big scrum, and he actually protected the the player Evans, who was laying on the ice out cold, and I got to give him all the credit in the world. That is what sports is about. That right there, that one player should be, I don't know, I, he should get some sort of award at the end of the season just because of that. And I think that is something the NHL should look into to reward a player that, that looks out after even opposing players. So thank you so much for that display of sportsmanship. No, great sportsmanship. Great call. Um, thank you uh, once again, Ron. Another great show. Appreciate the um, interview with the Wrestling Den, Rick and Kenny. Thank you for joining us tonight. Look forward to seeing your show Thursday night. Join us again next Friday at 6 p.m. Uh, Ron, take care. Fans out there, have a great night. Take care, everybody.